hello there, and welcome to episode number 52 of the Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Hales, and I am glad to be bringing you another episode of the show that features original classical guitar compositions from around the globe. If this is your first time joining me, this is simply a show that airs classical guitar pieces composed by listeners just like yourself. If you would like to have a piece featured on the show, you just simply record your piece, send me an mp3, and I'll air it on the show. It's that simple, as long as it's a classical guitar composition. But assuming that most of you are not first-time listeners, I'm just going to sort of continue where we left off. Obviously, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. It had been a while before I had done the previous podcast. Uh, Due mostly to a lack of submissions, but also a lack of time on my hands. So we're still kind of seeing where things are going, but I have had a few submissions, so I'm very excited to have some music to share with you all today, and a a little jumping off point for the show, I guess. On a personal level, things are going well. Uh, Life is good, it's just busy, so when I talk about not having time, it's, it's not... It's not a bad thing other than the difficulty of getting the podcast. But no, it's just uh, life is full of good things happening. And sometimes good things get in the way of other good things, I guess. But anyway, here we are today. The thing that I am disliking most about the current situation of everything is that I, I host a show that is titled The Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. It's supposed to be a show for and by composers, and I'm beginning to wonder if I should be calling myself a classical guitar composer currently, because it's now been... I don't know how long it's been. It's been a while since I've recorded uh, a comp... Excuse me. Finished a composition, let alone recorded one. Every time I start to compose again, it's not happening. I've been unable to initiate the... Living Well, I've been unable to abide by my own advice, which is to just write music, and even if it's bad, you write it until it gets good. That's, That's what has always worked for me in composition. It's what always saves me from a writer's block. And right now, I guess, in the cycle of compositional behaviors, I'm in the point where I'm not making it happen. I write, it's not good, and so I stop writing, turn my attention to other things. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I I mean, I'm not really worried about it. This is just what I do. But I, I don't like going, you know, over a year without any output. It's hard to get better when you're not continually composing, so... Uh, here I am chastising myself on my own show, but it's a it's a it's a little conversation that needs to be had with myself because you're not getting it done, dude. You're not getting it done. How can you call yourself the host of the Classical Guitar Composers podcast if you don't compose guitar music or any music for that matter? I mean, it's nothing else. To tell you the truth, I've actually been playing more electric lately. Uh, now that's not something that. I'm concerned about, or, you know, there's, the classical guitar takes, like, I mean, it gets, like, 90% of my guitar attention, so 
when I on occasion put it down to favor something like electric, well, it's that's good. It's not even a bad thing. I need to brush up the electric chops. But uh, the thing about non-classical music, at least the kind that I play, is it's kind of like riding a bike. I can stop for a long time. I cannot touch my electric guitar for months on end. Pick it up, and it's I can get right back into it. Uh, classical guitars to a lesser degree the same way but not it takes more it, it takes longer to get that bike moving again now that's opposed to something like I used to play violin pretty well I was never great but I, I you know I used to play it pretty well but violin is not like riding a bike to me and I finally just accepted the fact one day that um, violin is too difficult to jump in and out of for me it requires a ton of practice for me to stay, to keep my chops up. And it, it needs to be pretty consistent. Uh, when I take time off, it's a huge step backwards, and it's time to, or it takes a lot of time to uh, reacquire the skill level that I was at and then to grow from there. I, I made a decision that I just, I'm not going to play this instrument anymore. It hurts my neck, it hurts my back, uh, <laughs> it hurts my ear. And I'd rather devote that time and attention to the guitar, which I play well and, and care much more about. And so, anyway, I'm not as much worried about, you know, going through a phase of playing less guitar. I mean, I don't want to, but, you know, I, I am more concerned about a phase of less composition. But that's, that's how it goes. Anyway, one other thing, and then we'll go into the uh, some email and the corresponding music, I think there's pretty big email, so there's a lot to discuss within that email, so we won't have a huge introduction. But I will uh, just say this one little thing. I don't remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure, let's see, when I would have last put out the podcast, it would have been before the cancellation. So, I've been so excited, because I bought tickets to the Aerosmith Peace Out Tour. The allegedly final tour, I, you know, whatever. Uh, it was getting great reviews. I was staying away as much as possible, though, from any any kind of thing on Aerosmith online because I didn't want to know what the set list was. But I, you know, I guess based on uh, the way Google likes to spy on me... Uh, you know, it knows I like Aerosmith. So anyway, I find out that it's getting good reviews, and I'm so excited. And then came the the news that uh, the show, the tour, has been postponed indefinitely. And as of now, it's it's claimed that it will be rescheduled for 2024. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't have high hopes that it will be rescheduled. But even if it is, here's here's what is such a bummer about it. In Utah, we rarely get a big concert on a Friday or a Saturday night. They always hit Utah on Monday. You know, we, we get the, what seems to me at best, like, a Thursday show. At least for anything I go to. I mean, I know concerts are, they must be happening on Friday nights. But I just feel like there's a lot of, like, Tuesday shows. And this Aerosmith concert was on a Wednesday, however, it was a Wednesday the night before a holiday. It was like a, it was going to be on basically the equivalent of a Friday night. 
and I was so excited. But it's been canceled. So, so when it's rescheduled, what do you bet? It's going to be rescheduled for a Monday, I'm sure. If if we even get that. Now, it's not the end of the world. I've seen Aerosmith. It was the first concert I ever went to. It was fun. What bums me out is that um, I've come to a realization, because I am the way I am. I like what I like. There's no new artist out there that I'm going to get interested in and go see live. At least not... I mean, I might be talked into going to a concert, but they're, I'm never going to, like, get their albums and listen to them and, you know... I, I like what I like. I, and I'm not I'm not interested in looking for new music, other than classical, sure. But, uh, you know, I, I just kind of realized, like, like people show me bands... Uh, yeah, you know, my friend thought I might like Greta Van Fleet. And uh, I was like, eh, you know, not really. <laughs> I, I'm just at the point in my life where I, I, I know what I like. And that's all I'm interested in. And what I didn't realize, stupidly, was, you know, when I was going to a lot of concerts like 20 years ago. And a lot of these artists I like, I would often not go for various reasons, and I wish I would have, because I never thought about the fact that, uh, well, I guess what I didn't realize was that one day when all these bands retired, or died, for whatever reason stopped performing live, that I wouldn't have, like, replacements for them. It never occurred to me. And maybe I didn't know I was going to uh, grow up to be such a curmudgeon. I don't know, but many of them. Well, I just know that they're most of the bands I really like are on their last legs. So now I'm wanting to go see as much as possible, even though I'm really not a big concert goer these days. I, I'm very selective in what I'll go to because I don't tend to enjoy concerts as much as I used to. However, I do when I go see like a band that I know is not going to be around much longer. I, I tend I. I go with a little more appreciation and enjoyment. So this Aerosmith thing really bummed me out. I adore Aerosmith. They're, they're a band that I just have always loved. And in all my phases of like different types of music I've been into, that's one band that just was always a favorite. Uh, an unabashed love for Aerosmith. That, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. I have seen most of my favorite bands that uh, that I care to see anyway or that I am able would have ever been able to see you know I I'm a big Allman Brothers fan I saw the Allman Brothers a handful of times it was great when they announced they were going to uh, stop touring like 10 years ago or so it was a bummer it made me sad but you know I uh, oh well and then you know then they started dying, <laughs> Greg Allman died, and then Butch Trucks died, and, you know, it's like, okay, I mean, that that was a bummer, uh, but I had at least seen them a handful of times, you know, I never saw Black Sabbath, that one, uh, that one stings a little bit, I've seen Ozzy Osbourne a few times, but I never saw Black Sabbath, see, there's one that I didn't make the effort to do, and that's, that's probably a done deal, I guess you never know, though. There's a lot of money in touring 
so there's there's incentive but uh still i don't i don't see that one happening and if it does you know i don't i don't think ozzy's got a lot of performance left in the tank you know i think i kind of missed the better years of that however as sad as i've been about aerosmith we just got an announcement today that iron maiden are coming back to salt lake city which surprised me a little Seems how they did on their previous tour. Usually we, we don't get everything, but not only are they coming to Salt Lake City in a year, they're coming on a Friday night. So I couldn't be happier, and I'm really excited about this tour they're doing. I can't believe we're getting a big Friday night concert. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked, but it's like a year away, so we have a year for it to fall apart for things to go wrong and for it to get cancelled. You never know. There's plenty of things that could go wrong. But as of now, that's that's something to look forward to. Although I don't, I don't know about uh, what it's going to cost. I guess we'll have to make sure that I'm going, but uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm kind of a sucker because I know it's probably going to be the last one. So I'll spend, this, I'll spend the absurd amount of money and I'll not regret it and I'll just be living it up. I guess I'll spend the Aerosmith money on it uh, when I get my refund for that. Okay, anyway, this is not a Chris's Favorite Bands podcast. This is classical guitar, but yeah, I guess if you, you're listening, you probably know by now how this goes. So let's go to email. Uh, I've got some something here from a friend of the show, someone I consider... Not only a listener, but a friend. He's been interviewed on the show. He's been featured uh, multi- multiple times. And that is Christian Heim. Christian says, Hi, Chris. It has been a while. I've been meaning to write for you for quite some time, about the last eight months or so. But it feels like time has been on fast forward the last year. And as you mentioned in your last episode, it has just been busy. I am sad to hear you have not been getting submissions, so I will send you some music. There was some comments I was going to make about episodes earlier this year. It sort of seems like a dim memory, but a couple of points I do remember. The Villalobos etudes. I liked your ranking episode. I must admit, lots of them I do not enjoy that much. Just a couple I like. And I can really relate to what you said about number 12. Seems like he was just trying to finish quickly. For my album, I wanted it to be more than 40 minutes long, but during mastering I decided that I was not happy with one of the pieces, so I ended up composing... So I ended up composing a new piece in a couple of hours on a Friday evening. I was quite happy with the result, but it was rushed. I think you've played it on the show. It was Opus 21. I think you discussed in one of your episodes doing work yourself instead of hiring professionals. I can totally relate. I had professionals, he puts in quotes, doing work on my roof ventilation covers. They did really crap work, and they had to come back and fix it before I was willing to pay them. The year after, when I was re-roofing the house, I decided to do it myself. When I opened up the work done on the previous, it was full of mold. Oh, man. I often experience that I have to guide the professionals in how to do proper work. I don't get it. There are so many professionals, I am not saying all, with no pride in their work. However, one of my big news is that this year, I had a guitar building studio added to my house. Oh, man, I really, really love it. I finally have a fully dedicated place to build classical guitars. 
I will attach some pictures of the workshop and the guitar I just finished. I did have professionals build the workshop. I was required to. However, I found a company that really are professionals and did really good work, so I am very happy about that. You discussed in one episode a new computer for music production? Well, there will never be a last computer. (laughs) Tell me about it. Having working in the computing industry for 20 plus years, there will always be another upgrade at some point. What I am very appreciative is the fact that anyone can produce professional music at home now with almost any new computer. The music production has really been democratized over the last couple of decades, and you can make incredible recordings and music at home with quite inexpensive equipment. My studio machine is probably 8 to 10 years old, however upgraded a bit along the way. But with an interface and a set of dual road microphones, the recordings sound great. Anyway, a lot of stuff happened here since we were last in touch. I already mentioned my new guitar building studio, a store in downtown Oslo is now selling my guitars and I just handed over three guitars to the store a couple of weeks ago. Their feedback is that they are world-class quality and the best guitars being built in Norway and although still a bit unbelievable a very much appreciated feedback. I must admit there has not been a lot of composition or practicing going on this year with so much going on and now with the guitar building studio up and running My spare time has been going into building, but I am sending you two pieces. The first one, Eventyr, the Norwegian word for adventure slash fairy tale, is a piece I wrote last year. I am also sending you Forever in Our Thoughts, a piece I composed for someone we lost, and one of the first compositions I recorded in modern times with no clue about recording or production of music. Oh, but I did do something significant when it comes to my compositions. I made all my classical guitar compositions freely available on MuseScore. I know you really enjoy collecting scores. Feel free to check them out, and feel free to share with your crowd. You can find them all here. I will share that link on classicalguitarcomposers.com. I would love to get some more ratings on them, too. Anyway, I do really enjoy your podcast, and happy to hear you will continue it. I will be very sad if you stopped doing them. I will try to course a couple of others to submit some music. Okay, so attaching some photos and music. Take care, my friend, Christian. Uh, thank you so much, Christian. You know, I'll be sad if I stop doing it too. Uh, and right now, I really I don't want to. It's probably just going to be a little slower output as it, as it is. But uh, I, I'm not ready to pull the plug on this thing. So we'll see how it goes. Let me just go back through these. Uh, so the first one, the Villalobos Etudes. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my take on those, if, the, if you haven't heard it, I did a ranking episode where I went through each Etude and gave it a, a star, you know, one to five star ranking based on a combination of how valuable it is as a piece of music so how musically valuable it is, I guess, and also uh, how valuable it is as an etude. Does this actually build a useful skill? Does this, you know, does this serve the purpose of an etude? And maybe um, I may have also factored in, like, is there some joy when playing it, or is it just a a chore, you know? So, uh, yeah, as you may have gathered from that 
response from Christian there. I, I'm not a big fan of number 12. Yeah, and I just, you know, I don't remember where I was at with 12 last uh, time I talked to you all, but I reached a place with 12 where I just said, okay, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I like, I, I worked out my fingerings. Here's how I would do it, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and that was, I, I didn't like 12. And I never have enjoyed listening to it. And it, you know, a lot of the uh, pieces, not just Via Lobos, a lot of pieces in general, I've enjoyed more when I've cracked into them as a player and not just as a listener. But 12, I, I didn't. It just, it could just, it could be partly that it's number 12 and I'm ready to move on. It could be just uh, that it's not very good. I don't know. You know, the Via Lobos etudes are kind of like reading a really thick classic book, a piece of classic literature that you're really like, I want to say that I've read this book, but I don't know that I want to read it, you know, but you do, and you get into it, and you enjoy it, but by the end, you're like, you really want to read something else, that's how I feel, sometimes when I take on a, you know, <laughs> I actually just started reading War and Peace, and it's, it's massive, <laughs> my son my son's 11 years old. <laughs> he comes in and he says, he, he saw it sitting there. He goes, war and peace, huh? Bold move. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like what uh, working on those 12 etudes are. Anyway, uh, although, well, I, I, haven't, I haven't finished war and peace, so I can't say if it's got to... Uh, if there's a little bit of etude number 12 in it, or if it's all like etude number 7 and 8, I mean, that'd be cool. The thing with professionals going to this, I, I was talking about, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Just stuff with my house, man. It, it Most of the time it really is just easier and more satisfying to do it yourself. But sometimes, you know, you can only do what you can, I guess. Uh, I've, I've got two vehicles now that I, I, I do pretty well with mechanics. But I've reached... Uh, a breaking point with two vehicles. I've got to take them into the shop. Stuff that's gone beyond my skill level. Now, this guitar building studio, I did a reply to Christian's email and I mostly talked to him about this because I just, this is so cool. The studio looks awesome. Christian sent me pictures and I don't know if I have a way to share the pictures. I think I tried to put, I will try. If I can, I can't even remember if I can get them on the, my little blog page, which is classicalguitarcomposers.com. But if I can, I will put them up. Uh, it's a cool little studio. You know, if you, uh, haven't, check out Christian's YouTube page. It's Christian Heim, H-E-I-M. He spells Christian with a K. Uh, you, you gotta see these guitars. These, these are, Christian is building beautiful guitars. I mean, one day, Christian, there, there might come a point where I might ask you, if I can commission you to build me a guitar. Uh, that's not today because um, it's not in the... Well, you are clearly busy with plenty of guitars to build, but there might be a day where I can, where I can set aside the funds to have you do that. And, uh, you know, there is nothing like a, a handmade guitar. You know, uh, the guitar I play was built by a friend. It's a beautiful guitar. And... Uh, there's always room for more guitars, right? <laughs> I don't know that that's actually true. I don't think I have room for any more guitars in my house. 
at this point, like, if one comes in, one's got to go. It feels blasphemous to say, but it is the reality. I don't know, though. I, I think I might be able to find room for another one day, though. Maybe I'll have, be in a different house by then. Anyway, Christian does amazing work. And, um, you know, I say that not only based on the pictures. He plays them. You know, he'll, he'll play you a sample on his on his channel. So the guy's, play, guy's playing his own composition on a guitar that he built himself. I mean, that's, that's just as a... I have so much respect for that and admiration that I just... I can't say enough about it, Christian. I, you're just... You're awesome. So, and uh, congratulations about having the guitars in stores. In a... Excuse me, in a store. You'll have to let me know how, you know, if, if you've managed to sell any. You know, I know guitars can sit on a shelf a long time in a store, but I... I have no doubt there's people uh, looking at those things. But uh, it's been about a month since this email came through. I'm curious if uh, you've had any luck there. Or... I hope so. But if not, I have no doubt you will, as the sounds like the music store, uh, their opinion on them is that they are world class. You know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, the new computer. I love my new computer. That's going really well. Um, it's, it's nice to finally be off the old machine. It was, you know, here's the truth is I could still be recording on the old computer. I would just have to stay on older versions of software. And that's really what it comes down to is if you want to keep your software current, eventually you got to upgrade your hardware. But you know, now that I've bitten the bullet, I'm glad this computer is faster. I love some of the changes Avid has made to Pro Tools in recent months. Although Avid, you've screwed some things up. You really need to look at as if Avid's. You know what? Let's not. <laughs> okay. If anyone listening to this podcast happens to work at Avid, you screwed up the Elastic Audio importing a few updates ago. And when you import Elastic Audio tracks into another session, it forces you to copy those files. And there's no reason for it. And there's a way to get around it, but it is a huge hassle. And I wish you'd fix it. I really wish you'd fix it. Please. Anyway, I'm on a new computer, new audio interface. I actually just upgraded to the most recent um, Pro Tools update, so maybe they have, eh, maybe it fixed it. I doubt it, but I don't even think they're aware of the problem. But new stuff. Old microphone, but otherwise new stuff. And I, I know it's, there's just, I was very naive to believe that guy when he told me this is the last computer you'll ever have to buy with its whole whopping eight gigabytes of RAM. You know, <laughs> like, I just now know that if anybody tells me that, they're full of it. Now that I know that, I just, I can accept the situation. I don't have to be happy about it, but I can accept it. We can all move on with our lives, right? I'm already, I mean, Apple's already, they've already got newer versions of what I'm operating on and I'm like, oh boy, how long before this one goes obsolete? You know, they now have the M2 silicon chip. I'm on the M1. And I'm just like, it, it, in five years, they'll be on like the M15. You know, it's just, what can you do? What can you do? You know, at some point, uh, maybe I'll just go back to a, a little cassette recorder. And I'll just record onto a cassette and then digital, have it digitally transferred to the internet, and that's how I'll do my podcast. 
Anyway, Christian, thank you so much for the email and congratulations. I'll share the uh, link to his scores. I don't know what the rating system is. I, I don't. I'll have to check that out. But um, yeah, get on and and give him some ratings. And while you're at it, uh, you know, how about giving this show a little uh, five star rating while you're rating things, huh? Maybe uh, go to iTunes, give this a little five-star review <laughs> or whatever you think it's worth I guess if you want you can give it a one-star review uh, or you could just keep that to yourself and listen to something else but I don't know the show's not uh, currently sponsored I don't know I, I I suspect we've probably hit the max of listeners uh, you know the ceiling we're probably at the ceiling and that's fine I don't even I, I kind of ignore all the sponsorship things maybe i need to look more into it but um why did i bring that up i don't know oh i guess because of star reviews i don't know what good they would do me at this point i guess that's what i'm trying to say i i think five star reviews maybe help the show grow get it featured more noticed more but you know the truth is that this audience is probably you know we probably found most of you by now but there's a fair you know that, that don't get me wrong there's a good chunk of people listening to this show from all over the globe. And uh, I can see that in the data, like from literally all over the world. And when you submit a piece of music, it's being heard all around the globe. And sure, yeah, there's other ways you can share your music too, but this is one where you've got an audience of classical guitar people hearing your piece. So that's pretty cool. I think it's cool. That's the whole point of the show, right? So. With that, let's go on to these two pieces. Oh, and by the way, Christian, I am really sorry to hear that you um, you lost someone. I think composing a piece in someone's honor who's passed on is just a, a beautiful gesture. And so, you know, with, with some reverence to the situation, I, I look forward to hearing this piece. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the first one right, but these are the two pieces by Christian Heim. First one being Eventier, and the second being Forever in Our Thoughts.
Okay, that was Eventier and Forever in Our Thoughts by Christian Heim. You may have noticed uh, the second piece had some orchestration in addition to the classical guitar. And that is something that I didn't mention, but yeah, you, you can have a classical guitar piece featured on the show that has other instruments, just as long as we have classical guitar within it. And that is a great example of such a piece. So, Christian, thank you so much. And best of luck going forward with the guitar building. It's awesome to see how that's growing. It's time for me to go uh, do some guitar playing of my own. You know what the worst thing about when you um, stop playing classical as much is that you, at least for me, I still have to do the nail care. Like, I never cut my nails off and say, oh, I'm not going to play for a while, so I'm going to cut my fingernails. Like, <laughs> what sucks is when you you file your nails down, get them, get, get them sanded, get them all shaped, and then pretty soon you have to do it again. You're like, I haven't even played my guitar. And here I am, filing my nails again. I have a thumbnail that's like, it's broken on the, in the, on the edge, and yet I've managed to go like a week and a half with this, without this thing like coming off, but it's like got that little crack, so it like, everything gets caught in it, it gets caught on the sheets, and it gets caught on shirts, and it gets caught with my hair, just, <laughs> what a lifestyle we live, right? Time to play. Time to play. And my nails need a trim. Okay. It's been uh, good to do another show. I'll see you next time. Whenever that may be. Hopefully next month. We, you know, we'll sit tight. It, it will come. If it doesn't quite make it in the next month, then look forward to it in the next. Until then, keep on plucking.